Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Hey, Cam, try not to uh, bleed on my carpet. (laughs) If you can. Game Time Decisions has begun. Red Heat and Rage Radio. <laughs> Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, Cam Stewart's falling apart. My boy's a mess. I got a chunk out of my tongue. My boy's a mess. So Cam comes in here and uh, within, <laughs> he had me he had me in, uh, in stitches as uh, Cam comes in here and tells me how he congratulated his friend's uh, mother on uh, being uh, pregnant, and his friend looks over like, she's not pregnant, She's not man. pregnant. Like, what did he do? Like, he looked over and shook his head like, what are you doing? He wasn't even that mad, actually. <laughs> he just, uh, he just looked, shook his head. He goes, uh, she's not pregnant. She's just fat. <laughs> you know, you know, you, some, pe- some people got those, like, I have those paunches. Sometimes women get those little paunches, too. How, how did you feel after uh, this? Very, very bad, Marantzi. I didn't, uh, I wanted to avoid her for a really long time. So but Cam, the next time I ran, you know. Cam, it's a, Cam yeah. walks in the door, yeah. and within a minute, he tells me, man, I, I had said to my girl, <laughs> my, said to my friend's mother, congratulations on, on a pregnancy, and she, she wasn't was pregnant. She's uh, just fat. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't stop. And I told him, it's crazy. It's a true story. There was a chick at my show uh, the other day. I don't remember what city it was. Uh, but, um, man, she was having a beer, and she was, like, smoking away. And she was just talking casually. Yeah. And I swear to God, man, I thought she was pregnant. You saw the baby bump. Yeah. But so I was actually, like, really, like, come on, man. You're really not smoking <laughs> weed and drinking and going to punk rock shows while you're pregnant, are you? But I figured, well, it's none of my business. And maybe she's not pregnant. But then I couldn't stop staring at her. And then her boyfriend and her husband's giving me the eye because I kept looking at his chick. (laughs) But I wasn't looking at the chick. I was just, like, trying to see. I was trying to figure out if it was a bump or it was just, you know. Yeah, you're trying to suss out the situation. What's going on here? I saw a lot of weird body shapes on tour, Cam. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And you stare across from me every day. I might have touched some of them, too, to be honest with you. (laughs) <laughs> We've all done well, it. Put it. We've all way. been there, Marenzi. Put it this way. I, I thought it was time for a Mark Grace slump buster. Oh, slump buster. Yeah, it was a Mark Grace uh, slump buster time. <laughs> my, my buddy says to me uh, the next day, he's like, uh, you know, how was the party last huh. night? And I was like, God, you know, I said, man, I don't know. Kind of got pretty wasted at that house party after the show. So I didn't get back to my hotel at like 7 in the morning. <laughs> and then he says to me, and I didn't really know what he meant at first, but then I guess uh, I knew what he meant uh, because of the uh, the um, the uh, heavier set. Yes, yes, yes. The, the heavier set crowd that was around. He goes, well, I guess if you, if you like something, there's nothing wrong with more of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
before I met my girlfriend, Marenzi, I was at Casino Niagara, same thing, and they had this little uh, club. Actually, yeah, so we, 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 we gambled at the casino, but they have, uh, it's like a Best Western Suites, but it's one of those, like, uh, hotel bars where, like, you know, people go in for business trips with, like, a dance floor and stuff. It's, like, basically, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a singles joint to, like, get laid. Same thing. Like, I, I, I haven't had it in years, and I met this the same type of thing, right? It's just, uh, no, I'm not a smaller man, but... Uh, same thing. Took it back back to the room. And then my buddy just came up to me. It was the worst. It's like 6 o'clock in the morning. I put on my leather coat, popped the collar. Was I up to snuff? <laughs> me in the next room. <laughs> we all got we all, we, we all got to be there, buddy. You can hear the springs from yeah. two blocks away. Yeah, exactly. You can hear the springs. <laughs> It that, was, that wasn't a sleep country mattress. You know, that was my deal, too, man. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, my back. Man, you're, if you're with a smaller chick and she's moving around uh, after the fact uh, in bed, it's not a big deal. But I was like, man, this chick was moving. Yeah. And, like, the yeah. whole bed was like, wah, wah. it was like a seesaw. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like, tell her, listen, you got to stop moving around so much. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just chill out, baby. <laughs> chill out. Oh man, there was a lot of sweat too. Oh yeah, that's how it happens. Yeah, yeah, that's that, it. That, that hot, sweaty sex. Yeah, it's yeah, it's there. <laughs> so hey, maybe it busted the slump. We we're on so the Capitals Cam, last night. Exactly. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. So Cam comes in here. Oh, I still hurt. Cam comes in here and I don't know what, what's going. And on. it all started because uh, we we're looking at Morgan Freeman. And uh, Morgan Freeman, yeah. listen, why don't you just, like, uh, ruin the career of every man ever at this point? <laughs> exactly. Like, anybody that's ever acted or done a show or anything like that. See, I can't get caught in the Me Too movement. I've only really worked with dudes. Actually, it's funny. We've worked with we've worked with some ladies, but we've never been. We we got our own problems. We're 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 nice guys. Actually, the women are like, hey, how you I'll guys be, That's I'll, one thing we're not going to get accused of. We I'll got our be, own problems. I'll be very honest with you. Under, under these... New guidelines, I've definitely said inappropriate things. Tough guidelines, though. You can't even, what did, what did Morgan Freeman do? He put his hand on her back? Good so, work? Who was oh, yeah, the, wait, wait, so, hey, who how was, you doing? Like, who was the actor? They smeared the guy's name. It turned out that he looked at, he was doing a talk show. He was in the green room doing a talk show. He was in the makeup chair, and... Some actress that was on the show with them, she had her legs crossed, and I guess he he looked over, and dear God, he got caught looking at her legs. Yeah. And she went on a big Twitter rampage yeah. about what a piggy is, and it was demeaning to her. It's like, man, he looked at your, your legs. legs. Exactly. Like, <laughs> cut the man some slack. Yeah, he didn't grab your breast in an elevator. No, no grope. Like, you know, he didn't follow you home. He looked at your leg. So now, and listen, I don't want to make light of this stuff, and I know nope. I'm going to come across like a jerk, but I don't think we nope. have one single woman listening to the show anyways. Um, <laughs> but There's a few. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, may, maybe a few. <laughs> maybe, like, I did, by law of averages, yeah. you're right. I don't know. If there's any women listening to the show, let us know. If there's anybody <laughs> listening to the show, anybody, like, if there's, like, one person, let us know. <laughs> like... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Brett. Yeah, like if there's one person. But yeah, we're watching. So, yeah, yeah, more Morgan Freeman. And they're like, this is what he did. It's on tape. And basically, there was a pregnant uh, entertainment reporter who was interviewing him. 
And Michael Caine was there, the actor. And Michael, Michael Caine says, Caine congratulations. Yes. <laughs> congratulations and on the upcoming baby. Morgan Freeman looked at her and kind of sleazily said, I wish I was there. Inappropriate, yes. yes. Old man creepiness, yes. Yeah. Ruin his career. And Over, no. They're talking about an investigation. I, not, I, what do you mean an investigation? investigation. He's an old man that said, I w- wish I was there to a lady. Like, is that is that the standard now? Exactly. And we saw the other one. No, the other one, he just said, I, are you single? Like, he liked the girl. She was, she was, they were flirting with each other. Yeah. That was another double flirtation. One, another one, a chick sat down in one of those, like, movie interviews, you yeah. know, and, you know, the actor's sitting there in front of a poster at a movie. And it was a chick comes in, and Morgan Freeman says to her, hey, um, hey, kind of, he got flirty right away. Yeah. Just said, hey, how you doing? And shut down. And he said to her, are you single? And yeah. she said, are you? you? And he yeah. said, yeah. He goes, I am, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. You know, there was under, nothing wrong with that one. That was, that, that, I, didn't, I didn't see nothing there. Under these guidelines, like, man, I guess I'm Bill Cosby. <laughs> don't, go, don't go there, buddy. <laughs> under, like, <laughs> please, No. <laughs> I partied with Gigi Allen, this, this chick, uh, she was telling me over the weekend on the tour. She's like, yeah, Gigi Allen's my uncle, and Merle Allen, and blah, blah. And he's like, they used to give me drugs when I was 13 years old, and I thought it was cool at the time, but now I realize it was kind of creepy. She's like, I can't say the other things. And I'm like, why is this chick telling me that? Well, I just met her. That's not a good story. No. It was kind of a come down too at four in the morning. Oh yeah, usually at four in the morning you need uplifting stories, not not stories like that. Yeah, but she was hot. Yeah, so you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Ear to the ground, buddy. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. A big you know, news alert. Uh, you know, successful multimillionaire actor is a flirt with chicks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, newsflash. So, but what's the deal though? You're telling me that George Clooney never said anything suggestive to a woman, but whoa, he's good looking, so it's okay. Right? Like, that's what it comes down to. You're telling me that Brad Pitt never said anything to some chick? Like, oh, you're pretty hot. Or like, yeah, we do it all the time. Come on. There have been times when I've worked with females say, you look you look, you look, look really nice. You know? Like, what do you do? Is that, is, is that, I, what's wrong with that? We used to say it to Sarah Meehan, but in a respectful way. Damn right we did. She would walk in. Yeah, and I'd, say, hey, Sarah, you look she nice. She would walk yeah, in. Yeah, I'd exactly. Say, I'd just say, holy crap. Right? <laughs> is that... But I'd say it to her face, yeah, I and I didn't say it immediately. Yeah, she She'd liked walk it. in. I'd say, "Holy yeah, crap, yeah, Sarah!" I'd yeah. say, "Wow, it's yeah, a good look." I said, "Wow," and she just laughed. You know, she exactly like those know. leggings. Yeah, I'd looking be, good. I tell her, yeah. "Whoa, yeah. those are really nice boots you got yeah, today. They're very nice." <laughs> and, but you know, it wasn't in an overly creep, no, creepy mode. Say you look good. But I guess today, maybe oh, now, yeah. if you got did an interview with Sarah Meehan, yeah, she'd yeah. say what a creep Gabriel Berenci <laughs> was. And this is coming from a girl who worked with John Gameshi. <laughs> I'd say settle down, Sarah. You worked with one of the biggest perverts in the history of the entertainment industry. Two, two, two girls we worked with worked with that guy. Renee worked with him, too. Hey, listen. Steve Coleus is a walking me, too. Hey, Hashtag. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, baby. Come over here and give me my scripts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, man. We worked in the same building as that guy. Come on. We're friendly. We're friendly guys. <laughs> so, so I got the Morgan Freeman thing on when Cam walks in, and I'm getting worked up about the Freeman stuff. I'm like, man, really? Like, this is the new bar here for sexual harassment? That, oh, yeah, and he said to the girl, uh, he goes, uh, when I look at you, it makes me uh, drool. <laughs> 
like he's an old man. Like you know what I mean? Like what do you like? He didn't say, "Hey, show me your text." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You make me drools. It's not. It's not. It's kind of though. That one's a little bit. You make me drool. Yeah, it's not. I'm not gonna say it's that level, but it's 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 creeping up a bit. I think it's romantic. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we miss Tony Sincata because Tony, I know Tony, Tony, Tony can set the bar. Yeah, Tony all over there. Let us know what's exactly. Offensive, what's That's not a great point, Brett. Yes, yeah, we point. miss you, Tony. We do. We love you, Tony. Um, yeah, Morgan Freeman. Oh, you said the best thing, though. The investigation. What investigation? We were, what, what? Just a couple clips. Like investigation. I know. Where's the investigation? I don't see any investigation. And I guess once on a movie set, after a scene, he, tucks, he touched an actress's back. Yeah, I know. Back touching? Come on. He got old. He got a little touchy-feely and creep. After the, after the scene, hey, you know, good job. And he sort of massaged her. She said, I didn't ask to be massaged. So, uh, you know, so Cam comes in here. We're going to Morgan Freeman thing, and they show the interviews, so we get worked up about that. Cam tells me about um, congratulating his friend's mother on being pregnant again. When she's not pregnant, she's just uh, portly. And um, then moments before, oh, yeah, just to make things funnier, too, I said, you got to listen to this, Cam. And I was playing Cam Van Halen. But just David Lee Roth. Oh, amazing. Like from the studio. Oh, like there's so no good. so all you hear is David Lee Roth. It's the best. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it was it's hard. Like David ah, Lee. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Sound effects. <laughs> like might as well. Jump. Jump. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jump. <laughs> like it's just so funny. We're cracking up. And I look up and I just hear Cam go, ah! <laughs> And I sort of see him stumble into the bathroom. And he comes out, and he's bleeding like Abdul the Butcher out of his mouth. And it's you're, you're like dripping blood out of your mouth still. Uh, like, I like I said, try not to get it on my carpet. I huh? don't understand what's I going on. I made a deposit down uh, for That's, this place. You no, know, you said it. That's a lot of blood loss. And, I, like, I, I'm dead serious. So what, what did you do? You... And I bit of, my I bit my tongue. A lot of us like I bite my tongue and I'm like, man, I'm an idiot. How do I do that? No, but I took a chunk out of it. Like you know, I, you I didn't I, just bite your tongue. There is a piece. Dear God, God I don't even like look at it. It's missing. I'm missing a part of my tongue. I. <laughs> it's like an inch gone. I know it kills. There's like a one inch gap. Like how, that's got to be painful, bro. Um, I got blood in my mouth while we're doing this segment, and it's like gurgling. Why do you think I'm just plowing everything, every liquid I could find? I right told now. Cam to find a spit cup for the blood. I can I'm just like yeah. Yeah, that's got to be incredibly painful. Does it hurt when you talk? I'm gonna tell you a story, Gabe. <laughs> Does it hurt more? When yeah, you talk? it kills. I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you though. One Dude, thing, there's no. I got a long tongue. There's really, and it's a real problem. There's real no anesthetic you can really do. No, for what this. am I gonna do? Put put put. Uh, you don't have. What about your bag? You always got a bunch of pills in there. What's a pill gonna do? I just got. I, I got a nugget Pain out of my killer? tongue. No, yeah, maybe I got some. I, I might have some Tylenols in there. You know what you need to do. Yeah, I can carry it for a couple of minutes too. Need to run up the street to the uh, the pharmacy and get that like uh, like the dental, the frozen stuff. Oh, 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 oh freezing in the tongue. Yeah, yeah. Know, the, oh, like you, the Orgel. Yeah, yeah, but then you won't be able to talk. That's after. the thing. Oh, the guy said the Orgel got me through my brother's wedding. Remember that guy? He's up there. <laughs> oh, boom, 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 boom. Orgel. I don't, Gabe. I, I, there's nothing I could do. I got a I got a huge hole in my tongue. 
It's ble- the thing is, it just keeps on. It's not stopping. It's uh, no, it really is. <laughs> Here, the, the right side yeah. of your mouth is all red. I could touch my tongue and curl it under my chin, like I got a Gene Simmons tongue without being Gene. See, see, like watch this. Like he's Cam is missing. He's missing like any size of my tongue. Like on the side. On the side. No, it's not a dime. <laughs> if it was a dime, you're. you're I'm dead. We're calling nine one one. It's now. pretty big though. <laughs> it's close. You lost a piece of your tongue. I did. Where where is it? It's on the bus. St- it's in my stomach. So what happened? You bit down on a piece of pizza on a bus. A I was car. I was walking to your place. Tra- I was walking to your place. Yeah, I stopped off at Pizzaville, and I got a pizza. And I was watching the, the highlights of the baseball, and I bit, and I just realized it wasn't pizza. I went right into my tongue. And I go, uh oh, and it just started bleeding and bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. So I start walking over, and I'm you bending over by a tree. You figure someone as much as you wouldn't have this problem. I told you, I got a long tongue. It's like a serpent in there, man. It's 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 a, it's a real nightmare. Marenzi, like you see me, like look at this. So you were walking on the street when it happened. You were walking on the street when it happened. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I bent over and like spit blood into a planter, and this guy's like, "You okay, man?" I'm like, oh, "I don't want to tell a guy I bit off part of my tongue, but anyway, yeah, I'm really, uh, really struggling right now." <laughs> yeah, he's not exaggerating. No, I'm actually not exaggerating. He also has a golf, uh, si- golf ball-sized uh, purple tumor in his belly button, and we're not exaggerating that either. <laughs> Ready and rage continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. day 507 since Andrew Luck has thrown a football. The entire Colts say there's nothing to worry about, but I can trust Jim Irsay about as far as I can throw him. The concern level is probably 5 out of 10. At least with this year, there seems to be a plan. Last year, it was just kind of like, oh, uh, we don't know what's going on week to week. It's almost like Loch Ness Monster kind of thing with Andrew Luck. And I just don't even want to bother with him. Weekdays, 7 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Term decisions, putting the uh, whole new meaning into uh, red heat and rage. rage. Blood. <laughs> it's raining blood falling from the lacerated sky. Add one teaspoon of salt or baking soda to a cup of warm water and use it to rinse your mouth out. You got salt? You got baking soda? No, you got one thing, water. <laughs> You don't have the other two. I don't even think you you don't have table salt. No, not even to season anything. No, there might be a cup. No, there's probably a couple of packets. There's got to be. Yeah, there's got to be a couple bags of that stuff. Yeah, next break I'll uh, I'll try the trick. I I don't think that would be fun though, wouldn't it? Like, because there's a hole there. Wouldn't the salt go in it and make it hurt even more? 
How do I get my tongue to stop bleeding? Yes, that's good. Yes. Before you try to stop the bleeding, wash your hands with soap and water. I did that, yeah. Put on medical gloves well, if available. Uh, you only got dish gloves. Apply pressure to the wound. It's impossible. How am I going to apply what, with my fingers? Like, come Have on. Have a person uh, hold their uh, hand down over the wound. He didn't get shot. <laughs> it feels like that way, though. It's deep. Mouth wounds. Yeah, mouth wounds hurt. They hurt a lot. Mouth wounds. <laughs> yeah, just, sounds like a triple X movie. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> it says call nine one one if this happens. Well, we're doing a show, so we're gonna All have right. to deal with nine one one later. Seven o'clock. Get, get paid. There's no as we stated. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we're, we're we're independent contractors. I don't have a medical plan here. Yeah, yesterday I played it up on a positive for you. I said, yeah, you can pimp pizza because you're an independent contractor. Yeah. Now, today, now, now I'm not negative. No, I'm not leaving till uh, seven o'clock. <laughs> that's just the way it's gonna be. Cam, no joke. <laughs> I once chopped my finger off basically, and uh, people were like, "Dude, you gotta go to the hospital." I said, "Yeah, yeah, I will later." And uh, they're like, where are you going? I was like, to the radio studio. I did a show. Same deal. I did a show, Cam, with my finger sitting in a cup of ice. <laughs> like, it was like a pool of blood. <laughs> it's like, it's it bothered, but your finger. It was the same thing. The operator looked at me. He was like, what the hell is wrong with you? I was like, what do you mean what's wrong, what's wrong with you? I said, it's fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm doing the show. It's going to be all right. Yeah, I thought I was going to, like, pass out once, like, for the blood. That's kind of like, what I'm, that's the only thing I'm worried about, because I've drank it a lot of it right Yeah, now. for the record, I didn't go to the hospital after the show either. I just went home and, like, curled up in a ball. <laughs> you, like, you dealt oh, with it. God. <laughs> I've been to hospitals enough time to know they can't help you. I'm going to tell you a story. Um same thing happened to me when I was up north. I was having a shower. It was actually funny. I was going to go see uh, this band, too, and I slipped in the shower and smashed the, the steel thing in half. And, like, that's why I have that skull, uh, that uh, scar in the middle of my eyes there. Like, it's just all bone. Literally, Gabe, I was, like, lying in, in the shower, <laughs> and blood was cascading down on me with, like, the Irish spring, like, green and red. And I'm like, ah. And I just, same thing. Like, they tell you don't go to sleep when you're concussed like that. But I did. And thank God I woke up. But it was a disaster. Well, I think this slipping and slipping and, uh, and cutting yourself in the shower is tough. I think this is the best damn segue into DKMS.com uh, yes, ever. ever. You're right, because it's really happening. Check out Roto, Daily Roto, dailyroto.com slash DKMS. Play a free daily fantasy baseball, and um, you can win uh, two tickets to a 2018 World Series baseball game. And speaking of baseball, Matt Modica is going to join us in about an hour's time. We'll talk some Major League Baseball with Matt. It was just his birthday the other day. He's a class actor. Happy birthday. Uh, great guy. And... Um, Pete Annapolis, also a great guy. He's going to join us. Uh, 440 Eastern. Uh, Pete's a, a former assistant uh, coach with the UMass Minutemen. Uh, lifer, basketball uh, lifer, now television analyst. The home teams again, Marenzi. We, we didn't get off Boston. Yeah, it's one it. of those things, man. It's crazy. We it's wrote crazy. it. We wrote it. This zigzag stuff, it's just home team time. But tonight, I think I'm going to go with Golden State. Well, that's, that's the key right there. But you know one thing I'm worried about this basketball game? I look forward to Pete's take on this. I used to always say that Draymond Green was the most important uh, player on that team. You know, between Curry, Durant, and Thompson. Yep. and Well, actually, I used to say that in the pre-Durant era, uh, basically. Durant now now Durant's the yeah, guy. Now Durant's obviously yeah. the star of the team. But but I think in all actuality, Draymond Green's just so Draymond Greenish. He's good, but he also... He's also just annoying, and he also turns the ball over. Yeah, and does dumb stuff. 
stupid fouls, technical mm-hmm. fouls, yep. kicked out. You know what I mean? He does a lot of selfish things, even though he he does a lot of team things on the floor. He's actually a selfish guy. You know, but the real glue here, Cam, and you notice the difference, is Andre Iguodala. For de- especially from when, the defense. Andre Iguodala, yep. like, he really is that guy. Look, he hit the big shot to win the game in the finals even. And I look forward to Pete's take. I've been talking about this for a couple of days now, Cam. The, the Golden State Warriors, they don't play in a lot of close games. They just don't. Like, they haven't. Like, in the last four years, the Warriors have not played in a lot of close basketball They blow everybody out, so they can't handle those tight games. And a lot of close games that they're in, they've lost. Exactly. They don't know what to do. Yeah. They're not used to it. They don't like the shot. They just... You know what they do? They 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 almost tense up like a college team. They remind me of Duke. Yeah. It's like, dude, Very similar. you guys, gear. you're great. You kick the crap out of everybody. It's like, yeah, you get into the tournament, and suddenly it's a four, three-point game. Uh, tidy, tidy. You're not up. They're yeah. front runners, these guys. Like, yep. like every team in the NBA, I guess, really. You know, tonight we'll see. I mean, even if they lose tonight, they can still win the series. They're going to go back to Oakland. They're going to win that game. And then you can't tell me they can't win a game seven, which they can. They, w- they will. But it's hard not to like Golden State uh, tonight. I tell you what, Golden State. Golden State are just great at bouncing back after a loss as well. 13-1 and one last uh, 14 times. See, the line moved, too. It was Golden State minus one and a half. Now it's Houston minus one. So, you know, people, I'm going to be taking uh, Golden State. People always remember what they saw last. It's true. All right, we'll get back to, we'll get back to the basketball. But um, I asked people on Twitter last night. I had a poll question. I had a poll question uh, last night. Uh, immediately following the Stanley Cup Finals, a lot, a lot of, a uh, lot of votes coming in here. Five hundred and twenty-three votes. nice! In eighteen hours, I like it. All right, uh, who you got? Stanley Cup, Vegas. I went hashtag Vegas born. That's their. Uh, did you know yeah, that? Cam? Vegas born. Yeah, I didn't know it was Vegas born. No, uh, Cam, that was Vegas strong. Cam doesn't know these things. No, I know hashtags. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. hashtag Vegas born. See, look what happens though when you do the Vegas. When board. you do Vegas born, you get uh, get a nice little logo though. Yeah, you do. Oh, I like that. All, yeah, yeah. all caps. Yeah. That's a, that's good stuff. I like all caps. Yeah, all caps. That's good. Angry email. All caps. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's all caps. Good. You get the little uh, Washington Capital logo. Fantastic. Yeah, that adds a little flavor. It sure to does. The, to, actually, to week, yeah? I got to be honest with you. That's a nice poll question. And look, the Stanley Cup too. You get a little cup. Did they put that in automatically when you do that stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So you don't even have to I'll build give it. the NHL credit, actually, that you put these words in. They give you um, emojis. They set this up with Twitter. Like, they actually thought. Very that, you smart. Know what I mean? yeah. yeah. Give them credit. Yeah, it adds to it, right? Like, you know, so um, so I said, who you got? Stanley Cup. Vegas born. All caps. <laughs> Vegas expected to be in the minus 140 to minus 150 favorite range. But I said that immediately following. I didn't know the yeah. line. I had a ballpark figure out of Vegas, and this is interesting because they set a minus 160 last night in Vegas. The Vegas Golden Knights favored minus 160 in Vegas. It's minus 130. I'm seeing 135. The most I've seen is 140. Go to mybookie.ag, get a 50% sign-up bonus. Uh, use promo code GTD. Get the MyBookie line up here, here, Cam. Let me know what the MyBookie uh, line is. Yeah, I got the, it right here. I've, ar- I've already bet it. Because I said last on night. My I think I got plus 115 on all caps. Yeah, because like I said last night, and, and on Twitter today, they set that minus 160 in Vegas. Who gives a crap what they set it in Vegas? They're setting that's the home city. Of exactly. course it's going to be higher. That's a great point. Every that's cocktail waitress and crackhead in the city is going to be betting on the Golden Knights. Not, this, Stanley Cup. not this crackhead. I'm going with Washington, baby. <laughs> so I love what Washington did. I asked people uh, who you got. You got Vegas born. You got all caps. Fifty, And I put the, the terms. 47% say Vegas strip. 
53% say White House. <laughs> like White, White House, nice. It's plus one on my bookie. Uh, it's uh, plus one fifteen. I have uh, the Capitals in the series at plus one fifteen. Right. So go to mybookie.ag, uh, get a fifty percent uh, sign up uh, bonus. Uh, GTD baby. Yeah, check out their prop uh, builder. Um, their prop tools. Uh, great, great stuff uh, right there. Fantasy sports. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And uh, listen, we play some fantasy sports. Although I really prefer football, and I can't wait for CFL football DFS. But it's frustrating, man. You know what? You got five guys that were awesome, but it wasn't enough. And you're like, man, I really handicapped uh, the board well tonight, but I didn't win any money because Drew Dinkmeyer took it all. <laughs> you don't have to worry about Drew Dinkmeyer. No, no, sharks, sharks. You don't have to worry about Drew Dinkmeyer's 500 lineups. That's the thing. You bet over at mybookie.ag. You only have to worry about you. I'm building my account, it's Gabe. The slow grind, buddy. Slow grind. Little by little. Just like how you're grinding your, your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. It's just, yeah, it's 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 insatiable. All like, right, it so stop. Mike Cardano's confused. He goes, but, wait. Did Cam, and I want to backtrack on this, too. Did Cam say that he had the piece of his tongue is in his stomach now? Are you telling me that Cam is now eating himself? Like, is this what it's come to? Well, I bit it, and I don't know where it went. So like, you I didn't bit spit it, it out. Yeah, no, you didn't spit it out. So I just swallowed That's it. That's kind of gross. So you're yeah. telling me. I took it down with a with, with a diet coke. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish you had a ginger. You got ale like or a piece. So you got like a piece of yeah, like just a little little bit there. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, did, so I'm a sliver. I'm assuming you continue to eat the pizza even after you. I I did. <laughs> that must that have probably been, made it worse. That must have been That's painful. Right, yeah, I got a hole and then the canker and then the heat of the slice. Yeah, I did some real damage there, man. It hurt. Yeah, yeah Cam's got like blood dripping out of his mouth, and he's pounding yeah. back a diet coke. And I said to him, like, I don't really know if like diet coke's like the best thing for this. Well, like right now, I, I'd take a shooter of baking soda if you had any, but uh, we'll do salt at the break. You said you got a couple salt packets. I'll I'll, I'll take a couple shots of salt. I didn't promise that I had salt. <laughs> <laughs> I might. might. <laughs> you might have some salt. <laughs> I run a thrift operation here. Thing. Like, listen, Cam. Oh, oh, you went to the old. I know where you got those. I, they're, th- they're a buck. I couldn't. You know, I can only. This is what's amazing about batteries and remote controls. It was out of juice, Cam. And it was stuck on CNN. And it was a yeah. problem because the game is about to start. But it always works. You just. Jingle it. Oh, yeah, no, for no, sure. No, you take them out and you put the, you know, you, you replace them. Even not new batteries, but you just take yeah. the one on the left, you put it on the right. Yeah, you, you switch it, it up. Right, I do the same thing. And then you sort of, and it works again. For, for a day or two. Yeah, and it'll die again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been operating like this for about six weeks right now, so. <laughs> I finally you, got you, uh, you bit the bullet and spent a dollar on batteries. Yeah, because there was two games. I'm going to tell you something though. I don't want to rip that company because I have a lot of their stuff. I will guarantee you. Don't, you think you're saving money in the long run? If you buy the good ones, the well, last they're not, five they're times not, as long. They're not a sponsor of ours. So just oh, say yeah, who Panasonic they are. batteries blow. I, I can tell you that right now. Like the, that thing is going to be. Dude, they're going to be. They're going to be cold. And and I don't know if you noticed though. I went into uh, I went into uh, the Shoppers Drug Mart to get batteries. They wanted like eight bucks. I know, for the good ones. Yeah, yeah, no, I like these Panasonics from the Koreans. <laughs> like you said, it's only the, only, get... the, only the Koreans are selling the Panasonic. Yeah, I get those for 99 cents. I, I, say, I think these batteries, Cam, are probably about 20 years old. Oh, not just that. Like, is Panasonic still a company? I, my, I, I, st- I have a lot of Panasonic stuff. At, and like, I, yeah, I you're right. I bought it 20 years ago. Oh, yes, they do. Their, their headquarters are uh, right by uh, where I live. 
Trust me, their Panasonic's still rocking and rolling, man. They make There's gr- probably a telemarketing center in that building, and they just never took the damn Panasonic sign I'm going to tell you, though, if you're going to buy the cheap Panasonics, they have a, the gold standard ones for, like, an extra 25 cents, and you'll get another, like, extra two weeks out of them. Trust me, never buy the blue. No, no, never no. buy the blue. Those, like, are, those are bad batteries. When Homicide goes on tour, when Homicide goes on tour, <laughs> my uh, distortion pedal... I'm not using Panasonic. No, you're not. You're using Energizers or Duracells, big time. Duracell. Big time, of course. Yeah, see? The copper top, baby. Duracell. Yeah, or either or. Energizer will work, too. Screw Energizer and that bunny. <laughs> Energizer's not even around anymore. They're still around. Remember the Addies come with the Oh, drum? yeah, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah. The old uh, rabbit there. Yeah, you don't like them. Drew says uh, the uh, salt is good to disinfect the wound. Oh, thank you. Alternatively, see if uh, Sports Rage has peroxide. He's got nothing. Why would he doesn't even have soap? For Christ's sake, I use I use dishwashing liquid. What? That's soap? It's dishwashing liquid, right? Like to wash your hands with. There's nothing wrong with washing your hands with some Dawn. It's for ducks with oil. Haven't you seen the commercial? With yes. The, I am home. Yes. Like, I have yeah. sensitive skin, Cam. I'm like a duck with oil on him. If it's good enough for a duck. Sorry. What do you want, some Ajax? I, I'll eat Ajax right now. If it'll, no, if, if, it'll, if it'll make the thing stop. You, you are right. You are right. I might be the only radio host on this station to admit that... Uh, I routinely shower with, with dishwashing uh, liquid. Dishwashing liquid. Do you at least use a, a a fluff ball to do, or do you just lather it on and go? Just slap it up. Just slap it on. No, no, no scrunchy or nothing. Man, wow. I'm slipperier than an ex-con when I come out of the shower. <laughs> Dude, it's like a slipper. I'm, like, I'm, I'm old school. I'm like a I smell I'm a, like I'm a barman. I smell like fresh dishes. I'm a barman, but you, I you, like it. You didn't you notice? Uh, didn't you notice I had some soap? I stole it from a hotel. Oh, I could do well, it. steal it. I took it. I take them, too. Like, well, that was it. If you're not taking stuff from a hotel, you're not doing your job. Like, I, I take, actually, you know what I do when you, they have the good towels? stuff? I used to. I don't do it anymore. If they have insignias, I, I will give it a second look. But you know what I do take? Anything, like, the cream and sugar packs. Like, I'm pretty brutal. Like, I'll take those home so I have extra condiments. Anything that, yeah, basically anything that's not nailed down. I paid for the room. You know? They got an ashtray. It's put in my bag. Sure. You know, it's funny, I'm actually. I'm not a thief, either. It's just, it's just that, that's, my, that's my moral company. I, I believe if I pay $200 I for a room, I should be able to take whatever the hell I want. It's funny you say that, because I got a big stack of uh, quarters, like a rolls, all wrapped up. After my homicide show on Saturday night in St. John, New Brunswick. What, are you doing some uh, laundry? No, they said, uh, all right, here's the, 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 the cash box. Oh, okay. And, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, the cash box went missing for like an hour, oh, too. Oh, yeah, great, yeah, great, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were panicking. <laughs> Who stole the cash box? We thought it was gone. We got it back. Um, no, but I actually voluntarily told the guy at the club. I said, listen. I said, I sure as hell know we weren't organized enough to go and get these rolls of quarters for change at the yeah. door. And he goes, no, no, they're yours. I was like, they're not mine. I said, they're not mine. And he goes, all the money in the box is yours. yours. So... Yeah, I've got a bunch of rolls of quarters here now. I don't know how much money's in a roll of quarter. Probably like eight bucks, five bucks, ten I'm bucks. Thinking ten. I think ten bucks. You, you know, get like in a the roll. bank roll. Yeah. You know oh, I mean? used to know it. I used to actually. I at the stores, you take them in. You put. Know what you do? They have these big machines now. So take your rolls, you smash them up, and put them in the big thing, and they'll give you a voucher for like thirty-seven dollars, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and you get cash, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So trust me, take those to the stores. That's good. Hey, buddy, I got every trick trick in the book. I know how to yeah, how to pretty, get around. I'm a pretty nice guy. I saw a drunk uh, chick. She was hot, so uh, but I would have done it if she wasn't hot. 
I saw a drunk chick uh, drop her purse. Yep. And I called her name. I said, yo, yo. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I was, like, 20 yeah, feet like- away. Like, she got out of a taxi, and she dropped her purse right on downtown on the street. And But she sort of hurried up into this building. And um, so whatever. I picked her purse up and stuff. But um, I didn't have any money on me. So I picked her purse up, and I look in the purse, and uh, there was, like, eight bucks or something. Yeah. It was a $10 bill. And I was like, well, I went into McDonald's, and I ordered McDonald's. And uh, with her ten bucks, yeah. But then get this: Sorry. I returned her purse with the roll of quarters in it. No, ten dollars <laughs> change. So there was like a five, two twos, and like a one and change. I, I didn't steal from you, but yeah, I broke yeah. your ten. She, she's probably wondering, like, oh, I'm sure my ten dollars is gone. She opens up, she's like, Why is there a five and a bunch of change here? That was honest. I went to McDonald's, but here's your 10 bucks back. You're like me. I return purses, but at hotels. That I was the time. Bucks. You don't remember? I found another chick's bag. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Studio 33. Studio 34. Is uh, the the uh, where Florio's kicking it. All right, I just heard Florio's voice. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Where you been the last two days? <laughs> Yesterday, I I had uh, an en- a prior engagement I had to go to, but I'm back. What, a wedding? Back. A wedding? No, it was a family thing I had to go to. Oh, okay. Funeral? No, not a funeral. Barbecue? Yeah. No. <laughs> bar mitzvah? Yeah, bar mitzvah. No. Party? No. Circumcision? No. No. I had to take Baby a family shower? member to uh, to the doctor. All right. Oh, okay. Fair you see enough. How we, enough. You see how we kept probing? Yeah. You, we're, we're not going to stop. <laughs> you were, yeah. Gonna, I, had to, get, I had to we say where I was. Yeah, we were going to get that answer, Mike, but I, thank you. I just checked Monty's house. He's got not one packet of salt to fix my tongue. Like, it's just ridiculous. I got half of my no, tongue missing. I got no salt, no painkillers, no peroxide, <laughs> no nothing. I'm going to put Dawn on my tongue. Some dishwashing. Later. And I got to tell you, anything that you're going to find here is not me, and it's been here for, like, the last <laughs> long time. Dude, I found a picture of some kid, like, on the side of my fridge the other day. I'm like, I don't even know who this kid is. Who's I, the kid? I don't know. Let's bring Pete Annapolis in. <laughs> He's not a kid. No, Pete. What's going on, Pete? What's up, fellas? How are you guys doing today? RDS Television. We're surviving, Pete. Besides, uh, Cam, you figure someone like Cam has eaten enough times in his life that uh, he wouldn't miss the slice of pizza, but... He missed, uh, he missed the pizza, and, like, he's missing, like, uh, he's, he gashed his tongue for real. Like, uh, he's spitting blood up here right now, Pete. He's a tough guy. Well, I'll get him a uh, smoked meat poutine pizza if he wants to in Montreal. <laughs> How does that sound, Cam? It sounds amazing, Pete. <laughs> smoked meat poutine. I've oh, had that before. That's all beautiful. 
That sounds like a real winning pie. It's all right when you're drunk. I'm not a massive smoked meat dude, but, you know. All right, so, uh, Pete, uh, Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets, you know, the, the dynamic of this this playoffs, especially in the conference championships here in the East and the West, has really been musical chairs in which it's like a tennis match. You know, the teams, you know, hold serve at home, and everyone says, ah, oh, Cavaliers suck, they, you know, they're blah, blah. They go back home, they look great. Oh, Boston, you know, they're in over their head, they've they're run out of gas. And then you look at Golden State. I mean, people in Vegas, Golden State were as high as minus 800 yep. to win the title like 48 hours ago. Suddenly, they're like minus 150 right now. I mean, the Warriors go from being the greatest team in the history of basketball to Steph Curry doesn't play defense. He's a liability. Klay Thompson's overrated, and Kevin Durant's a choker. It's amazing the ups and downs of the playoffs, and it's always been emotional, but it's really extreme now from you're the best to the worst every 24 hours. And that's the beauty of the game and with social media today and how everybody overreacts to one single game and how we break it down. Thankfully, the conference finals don't have multiple days off because we will be hearing that narrative about about every player when they lose, right? We talked about Chris Paul uh, not de- not delivering in these conference finals, and he did not three and a half games in, but he had a monster second half, and I think they needed Houston to win that game to, to keep, stay in the series. But I think the NBA needed Houston to win that game because, as you mentioned, minus 800 a couple of days ago, especially when they beat the Rockets by 41 points um, at home. I think now we got a legitimate series, guys. And uh, as much as Steph Curry has struggled uh, and Kevin Durant shockingly passes the ball up, down by two with 10 seconds left, bringing up the ball up the court. And Strange. I was doing the game. Yeah, I was Strange. doing the game, guys. And once they miss Houston, I'm like, okay, flashback to last June, game four, LeBron passes to Corver. He misses the shot on the baseline. Durant gets the rebound, down by two. He comes back, shoots a three in LeBron's face, and that game over. They go up 3-1, and they win in five. And remember, Pete. the same thing. Yeah, and remember, Pete, you know what it reminded me of? Remember two years ago, it's hard, you know, with the years, everything, even though it's recent, it seems so long ago, but it was only two years ago, I guess three, three years ago. If you remember, it was game six or game seven, I think it was, Oklahoma City and Golden State. And... Kevin Durant and and Westbrook, they were right there in the game. Yep. They're right there. And then late, the exact same thing happened. I swear to God, it was like deja vu all over again, in which Durant threw a wild pass, not even on the last possession to Clay Thompson, but earlier he threw like a bullet wild pass, and they were lucky to get the ball back just because Chris Paul couldn't save it. And I was like, holy crap, they, he did the exact same thing against Golden State under pressure. And, and you see Curry can't get his shot off. It, you know, Curry, he needs to be wide open. Exactly. And, you know, and he was wide open on the last buzzer beater, and he ends up missing Missed it anyways. by a mile. I compared them. I brought it up. What do you think of this, Pete? The Golden State Warriors are a great team, but they don't play in a lot of close games. They, they haven't been in a lot of close games over the years. And they remind me of a college team, sort of like a Duke or a Kansas or something, that kick the crap out of everybody. But then you get to the tournament, and they're, quite frankly, not used to being in a game where they're down by two with 38 seconds left, and they tighten up. And if you look at all the Golden State losses, it's always close games. You know, I know they got blown out in one of them, but you look back at the Cleveland games that they lost. 
You know, Curry couldn't get the shot off against Kevin Love, man, at the top of the key. You know, they have tightened up in critical situations a couple of times, Golden State. You know, they and they need – if I was Steve Kerr, I'd be very aware of this and worried of this and want them to make sure that I've got a lead because in close games, they're just not the same team, Pete, in my opinion. What's your take? No, that's an excellent point, Gabe, and you just reminded me of uh, UNLV 1991, right? Uh, exactly. Larry Johnson and, and Stacey Ogman. Yeah, I remember no one wanted the shot at the end. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I remember the UNLV, exactly. Everyone was like, I'm not taking it. No, you take it. And then Larry was forced to take it to the buzzer. You're right. It was the same thing. Nobody, no same. one really knew who the shot was, right? Same thing. And if you remember, and, and again, I mean, uh, I love I that remember team. that play like it was yesterday. If you remember earlier in the season in February, they played Arkansas, right? With Todd Day, Lee Mayberry, and Arkansas was number two in the country, and UNLV was number one. And it was like, wow, number one versus number two CBS game, and UNLV blew them out by 30, right? So it's exactly what you're saying. They didn't face any close games, so finally they get one against Duke, and they panicked. And that's what Golden State did in the last game, in game four. If you look it over, and I watched the game again, yeah. so many turnovers, bad shots. I know they're starting to you know, say that, hey, maybe they're fatigued. Uh, short rotation. Obviously, Andre Iguodala not playing is a major factor in this series. One, because he allows the defensive versatility that he maintains, and it doesn't only make Clay Thompson guard James Harden and Chris Paul, because they're hiding Steph Curry. We know he's only guarding Trevor Ariza or Gerald Green. He he's getting laid up. Steph Curry's, Steph Curry's defensive game is about as good as Steve Nash's was. <laughs> not very. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's getting killed, and and D'Antoni's being patient, isn't he, too? And Houston are patient. They're basically waiting. They're like, whatever, man. We're not going to rush the shot. We're going to make yeah. sure we can get Chris Paul or Harden on Curry because Curry just can't stop him. Yeah, and I think I like what Mike D'Antoni did in terms of in game four. He decided not to play Luke Mabute, who really <laughs> struggled on the offensive end. I mean, every time he takes a shot, I think he's going to tear an ACL or a knee the way he falls down <laughs> off the team. God, God, God bless the guy. But at, at, at one point, you know, not shorting that rotation, only playing seven guys, and then having Gordon, Paul, and, Hart, and, and Paul play together, attacking the basket. I think Eric Gordon has the confidence to take the big shots. He had a big three. But here's the other thing, guys, I said on the broadcast and I was thinking of. Kevin Durant was averaging 40 points a game after two games. He was unstoppable, right? They couldn't stay close to him. And then Steph Curry was struggling for the first couple of games. And what happened in game three? Let's try and get Curry going. Let's get Steph the ball. He needs to be better. Kevin Durant started deferring to Curry, and I'm looking him off the ball, and he's standing there like he doesn't know what to do. But by getting Curry hot in the third quarter, Kevin Durant is not the same player in the last two games. So let's see what happens here in game five tonight because they need Kevin Durant to be that alpha male. The offense runs through him, and as you mentioned, Curry can't get a shot off. Yeah, sometimes he'll hit a long three, and it looks great. The fans love it. He does the shimmy shake. But at the end of the day, Durant is the guy that they need to initiate the offense every single time. Clay Thompson, to me, should be that second guy. Green loves to get all the dirty work and get the rebounds. I think they could win without Steph Curry, but trying to get Curry as involved, I think, has hurt Golden State, plus the injury to Iguodala. is a game-time decision. It's tonight. huge, not just because you saw you talked Clay about Thompson's going to play. And Iguodala can hit a big shot, not just the defense, too. Like, when he's there, like, he's a clutch player. When he you look at the other nervous. guys on the team, yes, he's not a nervous player, exactly. You know, it's like there's always a guy on a team or two that doesn't sort of yeah. feel the same nerves 
Sort of like Good JV yeah. on the Raptors. Jonas Valanciunas isn't perfect, but he doesn't, he doesn't get nervous. He doesn't, get, he doesn't change because he gets better in the playoffs almost. Iguodala, you know, and what do you think about that, Pete? Can they win without Iguodala? I used to well, think Draymond Green was the most valuable no. player on that team, but Iguodala, man, the guy's just the glue, and there's he's always at the right place at the right time in these big games. 2015 NBA Finals MVP, Andre Iguodala, not Steph Curry. 2016, Andre Iguodala had the injury. He played but couldn't, could hardly move, and that's why LeBron went off and they won that championship. Iguodala was injured. I think not only because of his versatility defensively, but his leadership, his poise, his composure, and his ability to finish, and he could score at the rim. So when you have to play guys like Kevon Looney or Jordan Bell, it's not the same type of players, and they don't have the depth that they used to have because of all having Durant play with the big three. So, again, Golden State could come out today on fire, and then we'll say, hey, they're probably going to be the greatest dynasty of all time again. But the next two out of three games, guys, are in Houston, and what they did in game four with that resiliency, mostly on, def- on the defensive end, Houston has the confidence now. They believe, guys. They thought they could win, but I think now they really believe that they could beat the Warriors. Hey, Pete, going into last night's game, we couldn't believe it. Boston was 14-1, to and Gabe and I are talking like, these guys win at home. Cleveland can't beat these guys in Boston despite Cleveland looking good at home. And then we talk about uh, LeBron James. Oh, is he tired? Uh, Looks like he's drinking like Pedialyte on the side there. But I, I, the thing is, it, for me, it's Boston. Even at fourteen to one, is there is there truth to this with LeBron James starting to wear down and and Boston now up three to two? Do you think the Celtics can get over the hump and finally finish these guys off? They offer a lot of value, Pete. I'm telling you, and uh, they've been disrespected the whole playoffs. I'm kind of leaning towards these guys. What's your take? Well, this, you know, I, I like what you're saying, Cam. And the Celtics have won one game on the road. That was against Philly. Yeah, uh, they're not the same team. Obviously, you play with more confidence in front of your own fans. The offensive shots keep falling when you're at home. Um, but I think if there's a game right now that Jalen Brown, Tatum, Horford, and Rozier can go off and get some of those shots going, I think it could be this next game. LeBron is gassed. You see him. Um, the reason he's gassed is because he micromanages every single possession on the offensive end. Yep. And he plays so many minutes because he wants to have his triple doubles and his statistics. And his coach <laughs> leaves him out. Right? Like, if Pat Riley or Greg Popovich was coaching LeBron, like, he'd be sitting out, like, you know, the whole second half when they're up by 20, right? But instead, I mean, Ty Lue, I mean, he's there because LeBron handpicked him, but that's why he's gassed. But you look at J.R. Smith, I mean, Tyron Lue is trusting J.R. Smith, who can't hit any type of shots on the road and struggle at home, and he's got a guy in Rodney Hood who was averaging 17 points a game in Utah. He has him stuck on the bench now. So sometimes as a head coach, you've got to pull the trigger. Clarkson's giving you nothing. Jeff Green's giving you nothing. It's time to make the adjustments here, Ty, because they could potentially lose this game if they have a good first quarter. Watch the games that they played, game three and game four. They were awful to start the game, and that's why Cleveland got the lead and played with confidence. Again, it wouldn't surprise me that Cleveland is just going to be a homer type of series like we saw Boston-Milwaukee, and it'll be a game seven. Uh, But I think there's definitely a lot of value here if you're the Celtics and the way right now they have that confidence as well after they won game five. The problem with the Celtics is they're one and six on the road in the playoffs. I know, it's a big problem. Five of the six losses by double-digit points, and the other one uh, by nine uh, points. There's something about Corver. Look, Corver only played, what, 11 minutes? 
you know, Tyrone Lewis, rotations are strange. I don't know what the deal with Rodney Hood is. Um, but the, those guys, Kevin Love plays better in Cleveland. Jeff Green plays better in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Korver hits his threes Freezing in Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I think that they win back in Cleveland, and then it goes seven, and then it's can LeBron James single-handedly do it in Boston? I'm not so sure he can. But I do think it's going seven. What do you think happens tonight, though? Do you think the Rockets win or the Warriors win here? Look, Andre Iguodala was at shoot-around this morning. Uh, he looked he looked kind of comfortable shooting some threes. His movement, his mobility looked pretty good for a guy that missed the last game. I think that if, if it was a must-win, I think Iguodala would have played last game, so I anticipate him playing tonight. Hopefully it's just like a contusion of bruise and he's able to play. Uh, but I do think that it's the Chris Paul factor. I mean, I've been really critical of Chris because – it annoys me when people call him one of the greatest point guards of all time when he never made a conference final and then finally makes a conference final and after three games he was a complete no-show. And, and he's one of the greats, but, you know, for me, guys like Isaiah Thomas, Jason Kidd, John Stockton, I mean, these guys made it happen in the finals. But if Chris Paul has the attack mode mentality that he had late in the second quarter and specifically in the, in the third quarter where he's not driving to facilitate or distribute He's penetrating to finish and score, and they need that second scoring option next to James Harden. Can they do it again? Can P.J. Tucker get 16 offensive, uh, 16 total rebounds, so many of them on the offensive end? The role players at home always play better, but I think this is a reality gut check right now if you're Durant, if you're Curry, if you're Clay, and what kind of craziness will Draymond Green make if they get down again game five? I think, hey, I'm glad that Houston won because we do have a series – I still think it's tough to go against Golden State with all their offensive firepower. But if they could limit them to one shot and get them out of their comfort zone and get Curry away from the basketball and get Kevin trying to, you know, defer a little bit more, they have a shot. They won 65 games for a reason. It's going to be a close one, guys. Always a pleasure, Pete. Thanks Thanks, for the time. All right, guys. Have a good one. Pete Annapolis, RDS Television. He's the... uh color analyst in French. Fantastic. Good good job. To pay big bucks in the studio. <laughs> Eat pizza. Yes. Try not to miss the slice. Exactly. Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In baseball, the Twins activated third baseman Miguel Sano from the 10-day DM. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat Rage, Game Time Decisions Radio continues. I'm putting my bets in, buddy. I'm already loading up. Speaking of continuing, Cam's tongue continues to bleed. It does. It's getting worse and worse. The it's, skin. It's spewing blood uh, <laughs> like that volcano spewing uh, lava. Yeah, tongue bombs. <laughs> Man, you know what was great yesterday? We didn't get to it. We were talking about the lava bomb. So there's a dude. Oh, oh yeah. It's not even his house. 
No, he's ha- he's watching friends' houses. Where where are the friends? So this guy's putting his life on the line for yeah. these guys. His friends are gone. Yeah, and basically their house is like at the bottom of the hill. Yeah, and it's no joke that thing. There's like lava, like explosions. Oh. There's glass particles that's being created in the sky. You saw the story. These bombs are everywhere, man. So the guy's like doing like he's he's watching the house and he's talking to like the news and stuff. Yeah. And basically, this fireball rolls up out of nowhere, like just the wind. It comes. Oh, yeah. There was no way. There was not enough time to get out of the way. A lava bomb hit him in the leg. Yeah, it fused to his leg. But what's amazing is one of his legs is a metal rod, rod. and it didn't hit the metal rod one. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Remember he said too. He remember like no, 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 no. she goes. You must be lucky to be alive. He, he goes, goes lucky. He goes lucky. Are you kidding me? How about the lava bomb goes through my legs? That's what we'd call a lucky man. Like you know, that's what he said. Instead, it just hits on the other leg without the rod. So now he's screwed. He's getting interviewed in the hospital. You, you must be you lucky gotta, to be alive. You got sir. a metal rod as a leg. It'd be perfect. It'd be like the Simpsons when uh, when Smithers shot the old guy. You shot him in the leg. You shot who? What? What now? This is pure spruce. Pure, pure spruce. It's a good spruce. Thing. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah the, you're right. You're right. Who the shot rod? Who shot the Mister Burns? Yeah, who shot Mister Burns? Yeah, but it's just amazing that. Guy's got like an artificial leg. One of his legs got a metal rod in it, and the other leg gets hit with yeah. a lava bomb. And, 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 and they're the calling lady, him lucky. The lady goes, "Oh, you must be lucky." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, real lucky. lucky. You stupid skank. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm real lucky. Yeah, yeah. 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 A lucky man would have the lava ball roll through the legs, like. not hit my other leg and burn it off. The guy, and that's another thing about this guy. He's so friendly that he's he, you now he's cooped up in the hospital. Nice buddies, eh? You're house sitting for these turkeys. You're going to lose another leg. Where are these guys? Like, come back to, like, nice friends. I think we'll just stay on our vacation. Sounds like a lawsuit to me. I I agree with that guy. No, honestly, like, what kind of friends put him in that situation? I think he should get ownership of the house. More than that. Both both of their homes. He now owns the house. Yeah, for those two guys, he owns both of their domiciles. I got hit by a lava bomb. Where the hell are the owners? It's a good point. Yeah, where like, are, where are these guys? guys in Mexico? They're, they're on vacation. He's house-sitting for them. And you see that that, uh, that 30-year-old, he went back home last night, Cam. He refuses to leave. Which guy? The 30-year-old kid that lived the kid. Oh, the kid. oh yeah, that the guy. The 30-year-old loser. Oh, hairdo, yeah. Rotundo. Yeah. <laughs> What's Mike? Mike Rotundo? Yeah, his last name's Rotundo. <laughs> it's like the wrestler, yeah. Rotundo. <laughs> Sounds like a good upstate New York name. That was the best. So do you want to go? Do you want to leave the house? No. Yeah, he's in Syracuse or Rochester. <laughs> yeah, or he's Rochester. I think it's Rochester, yeah. He's not going anywhere. Like the judge told him, you got to go. Yeah, yeah. He lost in court. It's over. Yeah. Like, you got to go. But he just went back, and he's like, you know, he said, all right, I'll go back and get my stuff. He changed his mind. He went on Fox last night. He said, no, um... He said, uh, I need some more time to get ready. They've been asking to move out since he's 22. Yeah, he's 30. He needs more time. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. He needs more time. So <laughs> the lady on Fox, McCallum, asked him, how much more time do you need? And he said, uh, I need uh, about three months. Let me ask you, Cam, how much freaking money do you think the rent is in, like, Rochester? Pretty cheap. Yeah, like 400 a month. Like, dude. Like, I, mean, I don't give a crap if you have to take your Yankee hat yeah. and go 
beg for change. Let me tell you. Get the hell. I agree. And he basically said he's getting a court injunction now. He's going to try to get a court injunction. It's not your house. It's your parents' house. Like, you know, like, really, like, you're terrorizing your parents now. You've already stayed. Listen to this one, Gabe. You've been living on the street, so you're going to appreciate, too. My parents have that uh, Scottish background. I lived in the Arctic for five years. I came home. I haven't seen anybody, you know, because no one has, like, two, $3,000 to visit me. So my friends took me out. This is the first night I'm back. You're going to love this one. So I roll into my parents' house. We party. I think I get back. 5.30 in the morning, dog barking, my mom and dad, what the hell are you doing? Waking us up 5.30 in the morning. This isn't going to work out. Like, first day back. I was already packed up, gone, see ya. I moved into a de- the bottom of a dentist office for like 220 bucks. I had no money, money same thing. I had to take a job at a Movin pick in, in a, a square one plaza. I'm serving up potato pancakes for turkeys at lunch, you know, giving kids uh, advice on that, you know what I mean, on their dating lives. I was absolutely, lo- like my parents, they don't, what kind of world's this guy living in? Free rent for 30 years? It's a joke. Hey, man, nobody, you know what? I have no sympathy for this kid. My parents said, bye-bye. Hey, gonna, you know, I haven't been back. I'm going to re-up you. Uh, oh, I'm going to re-up. Re-up. I'm going to raise it up a notch now. Take it up. When I moved back, uh, I moved to uh, Hollywood in, like, 1987. Yep. And, um, you know, basically between, like, 87 and 92 type thing. I went in 87. I was there for, like, six months. I went back. And I got my stuff. And then I moved there for real after so anyways, when I moved back to Montreal, I didn't want to live with my father. No. It wasn't my goal, you know what I mean? But I got back, and, uh, like, I'm just talking, like, the first night type thing, first couple of weeks, right? So I get back. I'm looking for a place and stuff. So I get back, and it took about three weeks for him to really freak. <laughs> then he snapped. I kept uh, – I used to be a better-looking individual in those days. So I kept bringing chicks back, all right, to his place and stuff. And uh, he didn't care. My father was like a cool, you know, he'd give me a high five. He used to, like, critique the chick. Ah. He goes, you must have been pretty drunk last night, huh? You know, he'd be like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. He'd be like. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. That's the my father's critiquing the chicks. No, he would. That's amazing. Well, my father, he upset me once. Yeah. He went out giant when I was watching. I had a girlfriend for a while. Chick you met here, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he said to me, he goes, you know. He said, uh, he goes, you know, your girlfriend, he goes, sometimes she looks like a supermodel and other times, man. And he just sort of shakes his head. He it's goes, like the Seinfeld episode goes, in the diner, goes, the light. He goes, you never know what you're going to get. And I was all insulted. I was like, what the hell is that yeah, supposed to mean? It's not very nice. Yeah, exactly. My girlfriend, Dad. You know, my father was like <laughs> that. I'd be pissed off, too. Yeah, so anyway, so he was, you know, he had a dark sense of humor. So um, may he rest in peace. Yes. So anyway, so he, but basically he had this uptight girlfriend. Forget her name. She didn't like me. I popped up out of nowhere. And yeah. My father was getting drunk with me and stuff. Yeah. So I sort of turned my father's place into a party place. And he was telling her, chill out. I haven't seen my son in five years. And, you know what I mean? But the act got old after a couple of weeks. So one night I bring this chick back. And he warned me, too. He's like, listen. He goes, you got to get a place. He goes, you're causing me problems in my own relationships now. You know what I mean? You, you got to go. He's like, you got to go. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I want to go. I'm going. I'm, I'm going. And he goes, uh, and he goes, whatever you do, he goes, don't bring any chicks back. She goes, she's freaking out, man. Like, uh, these chicks would come and they'd, like, take her stuff. 
Oh, no, really? Like, yeah, like a perfume. Oh, yo, that's good. You know what I mean? In, in defense of your dad's girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So one time, I've been warned a million times to stop bringing metalhead sle- sleazy chicks back, okay? <laughs> that I don't even know. That was the whole thing because I didn't know them, right? That was the thing. It wasn't like it was a girl. Like, yeah, I didn't no, know. They were no, strange. They were randoms. Yeah. My father's like, you're bringing yeah. strange chicks into my Random. house. And like, he goes, I can live with it. But he's like, my girlfriend's freaking out, man. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. All right, I get it. So one night, whatever, I pick up the, you know, same thing. I knew it was a mistake, too. And I sort of had a bad feeling. I was like, I really shouldn't be doing this. But I had, like, this room. So I go with this chick, and I tell her, listen, before we go out, I'm like, listen, you can't make a lot of noise in here, all right? Yeah, keep it quiet. Like, really, like, it's really going to be a problem. She's like, no, no, don't worry about it. So, um, you know, we're hanging out for an hour or so. And then after, I'm sort of dozing off. And uh, I just basically hear fucking screams. I hear a woman scream, and I hear my father say, what the F? And what the, you know, he's freaking out. The chick got, went out of my room, went into the kitchen, sat down at the kitchen table, and proceeded to uh, take a leak like she was on the toilet. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, then she squat like the put yes. right right in the kitchen, right? Like wow. she sat down on the kitchen table, yeah. like on this chair. Oh, and, uh, oh my god! And, what a disaster! Yeah, and he's freaking out. He comes in. He wants to like fight me. He's like he wants yeah. to kill me at this point. So I'm like, what? What? What's up? He's like, I haven't told you. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's yelling at me. The chick got in bed, my father's bed. And tried to hit on my father's girlfriend. Oh, God. After she pissed on the floor? Yeah. Oh, my. What a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's bad, man. Yeah, I was asked to leave that oh, afternoon. Oh, yeah, you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, was le- I was asked to leave. <laughs> I was asked to leave a couple hours later. Like, that happened to my brother. So, yeah. so this chick. That's a great story. Yeah, so this chick's that's like, really she's really wasted and yeah. stuff. Oh, she's got, right? pro- she's got problems. So then I'm getting mad. I'm like, what the F's wrong with you? I'm like, you I'm, I'm like, you just got me kicked out. I'm like, oh, man. I'm yelling at this chick and freaking out. And she tells me she thought she was drugged or something. I didn't. You know what I mean? So she goes, I don't know. And she's mumbling and stuff. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. So um, I didn't want to, like, just throw her on the street. So I get a taxi. All right? I put her in a taxi. Like, five minutes later, the taxi guy comes back with her. <laughs> He's like, I can't drive this chick. She's crazy, man. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I had to wait. I had to wait for her to sober up and stuff. Like, I sat with her in this park. And uh, she said, I don't know, man. She popped something that she shouldn't have popped. Like, uh, she did it herself. Like, oh, I took something. I'm sorry. And. That makes you piss on she was like, I want to go apologize to your father and his girlfriend. I'm like, no, no, no. no, no that's no, a, no, no, no. Just, yeah, I'm like, yeah, call yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah, you're not yeah, going yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a wicked story, man. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do crazy stuff, though, when they're sleepwalking and stuff. I was and I will that. admit, sorry, yeah, I will yeah, admit, yeah. too, another time it was, like, in the same week. <laughs> it was basically like the span of three weeks to a month. I was a hurricane. Um, he had, like, this plastic um, sort of coffee table. And uh, one night I was all wasted. Well, one night. Every night I was all wasted. But I was really wasted. And I got a big poutine. 
and it was in like a metal, you know, the metal tin. Oh, hot metal on the plastic. Yeah, oh, it burned right through. Yeah, yeah. I, but I passed out. Oh God! So I got back and I put the poutine on the table, and it looked like uh, the crop signs. It looked like stone. Oh, yes. Like I, the circles. I, I picked it up after, <laughs> but it melted oh, like the no. like in the shape of a poutine. And I tried to cover it. I'm like, oh shit! I put like a newspaper over. I'm like, I'm like, man, he's got a freak. He's always talking about how he loves it. It was stupid IKEA. He loved IKEA stuff. I'm like, stupid IKEA. Cheap. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm like, so then he bitch. He goes, you know, no, now you're burning my tables. I got chicks pissing on my in my kitchen. And I was like, listen, the tables suck. The chicks not my fault. He was like, you gotta go. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah, may you rest in peace. Oh, yeah, and I was also stealing his change. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah, don't steal the change. He had, like, this big bin. It was, like, $2,000 in change. Wicked. Yeah, Cam, this is, like, the early 90s, so you could get drunk easily. Yeah, it's just dollar beers and dollar fifty beers. I used to just scoop up, like, like, 22 bucks in change. Awesome. What a loser. (laughs) I'm sitting in a bar dropping quarters and change on the table. It's weird. That was the thing. Remember when we did the Gambler's Anonymous test? Oh, yeah. We did the Gambler's Anonymous test. Then they said, have you ever stolen a gamble? I was like, no. I was like, wow, yeah. I did take his money, his change, to go play, like, lottery tickets, sports lottery tickets. And to grab a a few brews. Yeah, it's it's crazy. (laughs) I'll tell you, though, I had a buddy who was sleepwalking, and you would have lost your mind. I remember we were at a party. And I'm up because I can't sleep. I got sleep apnea. And I see this guy, Gabe, and he just whips off his pants and starts pissing in this guy's guitar case with his guitar, like, in there. And the guy woke up. And let me tell you, man, he threw the guy right through the window. <laughs> like, you know, like, like you're pissing on, like, and it was a nice Gibson guitar. Like, he pissed on the guy's guitar in case open. Like, he was fooling around with it, like, the night before at the part. You would have absolutely lost it. Oh, yeah, this that, guy that, grabbed him and put him right through a window. Oh, yeah, I, I was like, that was justified, man. Yeah. I don't care if, like, all these people, oh, yeah, I'm sleepwalking and stuff. You don't piss in the guy's guitar case with guitar inside. You know, I play a bunch of idiots. I played a lot of shows over the years, and last weekend we were playing uh, a couple of concerts, and something happened that never, ever happened before. Like, so the amp blew, which has happened before, yeah. but it wasn't mine. It was the other guitars. So his Aunt Blue was a disaster. We had to stop the show and get it fixed up. Ten minutes, we had to get a new amp up yeah. there. It was a big, big disaster, that. But um, I sort of had, like, um, the best way of putting it, man, I was backed up. I had, like, a ton of snot and stuff for some reason, all right? So mid-song, I, yeah. I went, like, <sighs> yeah. I sort of just blew my nose, but I blew my nose into the air. You know what I'm like? I did the power one. Like I thought it would chunk out, right? So it did chunk out, but I was in the dark. I couldn't really see. So I chunked out. Massive amounts of snot, dude, went all over my guitar neck. So then I'm playing. I'm playing, and there's snot all over my fingers, and it's sticky. Yeah, of course. And it sort is. of like it's not conducive for this. So it's no. just sort of. And I looked down, and instead of getting upset, I just started laughing. And I was like, uh, I was like, man, it's rock and roll. Like stuff happens on stage. Like the, you know what I mean? We didn't expect the kid to try to hang himself on stage either. Another good point, right? But that's uh, funny because I told someone. They said, man, your guitar looks so pristine. I said, yeah, the pristineness will be done once we go on the road. 
And they're like, what do you mean? I said, stuff happens on the road, dude. And lo and behold, man, I knocked my guitar over twice on the road this week. I blew my nose on it. <laughs> my nose on it. Like, it dropped once. Like, you just... At home here, I'm all like, oh, put it on the pillow. Once it gets on the road, it's like, just accept it, bro. It's going to get a beat up. It's like our bodies can. Yep. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Analysis. Give it up to the bookie, AG. G. The bookie, AG. Who? My bookie. What? Dot AG. What? Who? Uh, why did I bet so wrong? Why, why did I bet so right? Why? <laughs> who? What? Who? What? Huh? Who? <laughs> that kills me. <laughs> that kills me. That Great sucks. stories, Brett. Yeah, I really. Yeah, that's, that's I, really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that last segment. Is that uh, Florio or JP? Uh, who's, uh, who's in control? Uh, uh, hey, what, what is that? What's it? Good hey, stuff, JP, JP. What's happening? Yeah, you know, good job, JP. That, that was better. I just want to say uh, the last uh, couple of songs have been really weak. <laughs> like, you've been playing, like, Air Supply or I don't know, man. Like, that last one was all right. Just... Air Supply. I'll, I'll step my game up. I got you guys. Heavy in this year. <laughs> well, that, when we go out to the next break here, play uh, Raining Blood. We dedicate that for Cam. Yeah. You got it. Raining blood, fall for the lacerated sky. Slayer play next Tuesday. Going to the show? I'm thinking about it. It's their retirement tour. Do we have Matt Modica? Babe. Hello? Hello? Hello. Hello from the outside. (laughs) At least I can say we tried. (laughs) I'm sorry for breaking your heart. Matt Modica. You guys hear me? We oh, got you sound great. Happy happy, happy birthday. birthday. So, uh, so what did oh, you turn? What you turn turn? Uh, 30 years old the other day? Uh 45, 2 days older than Bartolo Colon, believe it or not. Big sexy. <laughs> Damn, I'm old, huh? <laughs> that's amazing. I can't but Bartolo, yeah, that's right. Bartolo Colon, 45 and going strong, Gabe. Yeah. You got to you got to love that guy. Looking good. He is looking good. He sets the bar. <laughs> yeah, he Bartolo Colon sets the bar for stem cell uh, surgery. That's what he sets the bar for. He's pretty much evidence that it works. I think, uh, I think JP should take you guys out of this segment with a little suicide tendencies. All I needed was a Pepsi. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I'm drinking a Coke right now, and all I want is a Pepsi. That's a good one, too. 
So the uh, the uh, Shohei Otani show uh, continues and uh, continued uh, earlier today. Now, you know what I find interesting, and I tweeted about this the other day, uh, Matt and Cam, in which um, that dumbass Joel Embiid, so Joel Embiid, Philadelphia 76er, tweeted the other night after, it was a couple of nights ago, LeBron slammed the ball on Aaron Baines. And um, he's got a man bun. So Joel Embiid tweeted after, man bun's only reason to be in the NBA is to get dunked on. Now, never mind the fact that man bun and his team defeated Joel Embiid's team four games to one. And Joel Embiid right now is dunking on his loser buddies in the Bahamas. Like, it's amazing to me. Like, Joel Embiid just such a dick that he can't help himself. He can, you, you, dude, you lost, you're eliminated, and you're still talking crap. And his personality, I'm like, wow. Compared to Otani, Matt, who Otani put on a show yesterday at batting practice at the Rogers Center in Toronto. Upper, 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 upper deck ceiling type stuff. And he was asked after, are you going to participate in the home run derby? And you know what his answer was? I'm honored that you asked that, but I'm not at that level yet. I don't deserve to be in any home run derbies. You got Joel Embiid, son of a bitch, can't play two games in a row without crying and needs a mask (laughs) to play. He's talking smack. He's been in the league two years. He's played like 30 games. Here you got Otani who's a freaking phenom right now, and he respectfully says, I don't think I deserve that. I'm not on that level with those other guys yet. It really is hard not to like the guy and how humble he is, Matt. No, I mean, you got to love everything about Shohei Otani. If you're not rooting for this kid, you don't like baseball, uh, whether it's he's at the plate or on the mound. I love what the Angels are doing with the Sunday starts. I don't see any reason why, at least in the first half of the season, they should move away from that. It works. He's comfortable. That's what he kind of did in Japan. So, you know, maybe you yep. change it up in that second half when you got to make that run. But I think for now it's a great introduction to him. We see him just get better and better at the plate. Could you imagine if it was an American guy doing this pitching and hitting yeah. and crushing home runs? It would be the biggest story of I, all time. I know it's a story, and I know that baseball fans are freaking out. I mean, he's trending on Twitter on a daily basis, essentially. But, I mean, this this is mega. It's unheard of, dude. The guys here, this is like Babe Ruth type stuff. No, it really is. And I think right now, currently, besides like Mookie Betts, and I mean, Mike Trout's getting pushed to the side, but. He's basically Mookie Betts without the batting average and, the, and, a, and a lower uh, OPS. Yeah, but does Mookie, Betts, does Mookie Betts have a slider? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the only thing I think right now that could really take, slow his momentum down is if Vlad Guerrero Jr. gets called up and people are just going to go wild for him. That's why that's I, I was going to That was my next question. It's like we're watching <laughs> we're watching the Blue Jays on, on Facebook, Matt, on Facebook. They don't even have to have the game on the, on the a local television station here. And just watching the Jays' power outage and how bad it is and rolling those guys up. Like, come on, man. Enough is enough. The guy's ripping it up in the, the other leagues. Like, it's time. He's ripping it up in New Hampshire. Like double A baseball against guys are going to be working at Dairy Queen in two years. No, but double, you can go right from double A to the pros. Trust me, they have to yeah, call him yeah, up. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, you know, he's probably going to be seeing. He's seeing some really good competition right now. Look, he's nineteen. He's very young for double A. I know. I know. Listen, <laughs> you know? his manager. They asked. Uh, they asked his manager, who's uh, seen a lot of guys uh, over the years in New Hampshire, yeah. uh, in in double A ball. They said, "Do you think that if you you dropped them?" 
in a big league, uh, Schneider um, says, if you dropped him in a big league uh, game tonight, will be will, would he hit big league pitching, essentially? And he said, yeah. Yes. We said, yes. You know, and we saw you hit that home run in the exhibition game at Olympic Stadium in Montreal, which was an epic moment, wearing number 27 mm-hmm. in the same stadium where his father did. He has the same violent swing, except unlike his father, he doesn't chase pitches, which makes him even more dangerous than his father. But, guys, he's 19 years old. He's playing in New Hampshire right now. And if you're the Blue Jays, why lose a year of eligibility? I mean, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, why why not just wait? I would wait till September. Call him up to AAA. Let him get a dose of the me- the media, dude. The media is going to be, and it's already starting to pick up. There's a feature on Sports Illustrated this morning about him. Like, the media is already, you know, on this guy. He's the biggest prospect they're saying since Bryce, Bar- uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, Major League Baseball scouts' top rating projection for a player, is the score is 80. He's at 80. They're basically like, yes, he's, a a, he's the next mega superstar. But why rush him, guys? Send him up to AAA. Let him get used to traveling and better pitching and then unleash him next year as a 20-year-old. Matt, that's my opinion. What do you think? I, see, I think the opposite. I bring him up now. One, the city is going to go on fire. They're, what, four games on the 500 now, Toronto. It gives a reason for the fans who are going to want to come out and watch this kid. If I want to sell tickets, that's a way to get people to the ballpark. Also, look, he's in a different situation, Vlad, than most of these young kids, especially from the, from the Dominican and stuff like that, that, that grew up there. His dad was a professional ball player. I know he was born in Canada, but he basically grew up there. His dad's a professional ball player, so he doesn't need the money right now. But look, if they gave him like $50 million or so, locked him up for five or six years now, then in two or three years, when they want to give him that 10-year contract extension. That's a good point good, you, that you, you raised, though. Listen, but listen, you built up goodwill with the player, and you don't put yourself in that position where you're the Nationals or the Orioles with Bryce Hopper and Manny Machado, and you could sign him at 22 or 23 for the next 10 years. Yeah, but you know, and I was going to say, it's a great point that you raise. If you're the average kid coming out of the Dominican Republic, you're going to say, damn right, man, give me the $54 million right now. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, but his father's not going to let that happen. His father, they have money. It, it's, it changes everything. And his father knows, and his father was actually underpaid over the years. His father knows, listen, we're not, you know, not going to do anything stupid uh, here. No, I, and for me, even from a baseball standpoint, yeah, he's crushing it. All right? He's hitting, um, you know, he's, uh, he's crushing it. He's hitting, what is he hitting? 425 right now. He's got eight home runs. He's hitting 425. He's got 45 runs driven in. He's got uh, 18 walks, 17 doubles. He's only struck out 17 times. Um, he's nowhere near ready, though, guys. I'm just saying, though, Gabe, a lot of guys now, they bypass AAA. It's double A yeah, to, the, no, to the big, yeah, big time. Triple A is one of those yes. things where we're old for old veterans. But I'm telling you, he's nowhere near ready to play Major League Baseball third base right now. Not even freaking close. You know what, though? I'll, I'll give life experiences, too, like when I worked on life. And what about Josh Donaldson? But, oh, this, oh, yeah. You have yeah. a third baseman named Josh exactly. Donaldson. You could actually you could DH him a couple of games. You could split them up. Look, Donaldson doesn't look like he's 100% healthy, let's be honest. That's true. And he, he probably deserves a DH. Let the kid get the on-the-field training. I did it when I was on Wall Street. When you, you learn by, you know, doing it. That's how you learn. And the other point I'll make here about, like, his dad has money. They're not gonna, I'm not saying offer him a Scott Kingery contract where it's like $24 million over six years. You give him a fair but team-friendly deal. Look, if it's $50 million, it's still $50 million. And it sets you up 
in two or three years, if you want to say, hey, here's, here's a 10-year contract. He's like, you know what? These guys brought me up. They gave me money off the bat. They believed in me. He's more willing to stay and all that. I, I'm trying to look at it. If I'm a team like Toronto that wants to compete long-term, he's the rock you build on. This is how you get him long-term. You don't have to worry about 25 years old, him, him bolting and going to the Yankees. Here's an amazing uh, antidote um, from earlier this year. He hit a ball out of the stadium in New Hampshire where he plays. Mm-hmm. It hit the fifth floor window of a hotel across the street from the stadium. <laughs> Power like never, no, no, it's built, ridiculous. When they built the hotel, they never thought, all right, someone's going to smoke it. Fifth they, floor. they said it was 430 feet away, 50 feet high. Woo-hoo-hoo. He hit the fifth floor of a window of a hotel across the street from the stadium. <laughs> yeah, Remember, look, I, I just believe today, and you've seen it in MLB over the last couple of seasons, and you saw it in, in Washington, the kid Juan Soto, who has like 40 at-bats above high end. Yeah, I know. He yep. came up, hit the homer, sec- the next game, he walks three times. So, look, you know, it's getting to the point where, look, if you're going to want, these, if these kids can do it, give them the shot. Worst case scenario, if they got to go back down, you can put them back down. Other guys. You're a Blue Jay fan, Cam. You're yeah. a Blue Jay. No, what do you, no, you they, want? They, what? You want to see him? Or I'm, you I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm with Modique on this one. Want to know why? Because first of all, the fans are fickle. They know this team is a below 500 team. People are going to yeah, start they're knocking. Not, they're not winning with him. No, but I'm just saying they're not going to be coming to the game. Yeah, but who either. cares if Rogers? Doesn't sell as many tickets. Well, I'm gonna don't t- you want the team to be better for? Like I do, longer? but I do, but I, I still think I don't care what he's doing at Double A is so special. You could, you, I'm just saying he could do it now, Gabe. You I call really him up for the last month now. of the season. You're not losing a year of eligibility off the contract, and you're not having the Yankees and the Dodgers coming after this kid in five he, years. Here's, here's the other thing: in too, four years instead of five. Even with Mike Trout, when he came up late August that uh, that first time. And in August, September, I mean, he barely hit like 200. He really struggled. But he got that exposure. He got used to being in the big leagues. I know he's the son of a big league player. But now when you're you're there and it's you, just getting that exposure, he'll be that much better next year. This is not your average minor leaguer. But shouldn't the Jays trade Josh Donaldson? I think he's, a, he's a free agent. He's not yeah. coming back. They're not yeah, going to no, resign him. Just trade, trade him. So that's the deal, right? Sort of start putting Problem pieces is we're not going to get year. the way he's playing right now. You're going to get a lesser package no. for him right now. No, Shapiro's an idiot and should have yeah, done it in the offseason. Yeah, exactly. Before everyone sees exactly. he's got a dead arm. But I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, Gibby, how, what's up with his dead arm? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something about Josh Donalds. He can't get thrown over the first base. Uh, I never saw him. I love Josh. Josh Gibbons is the best. I actually love Gibbons, too. I love Gibbons. He's like, what? Well, you know, we were up there in Dundee for about six weeks. I never saw him throw the ball. It's like, well, what the hell did you do for six weeks? Like, how did you not see him throw the ball? Like, did you ever see that Twitter account, the uh, parody, Drunk Gibbons? I love that. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a buddy of ours. Yeah, yeah. He's our buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Drunk Chunk Gibbons. He's he's laid off the sauce a little. Yeah, uh, I, I know a guy that drinks with him, though. Gibby can. He's one of those old school, like, Texas drinkers. He can throw him back big time. That in his first hit with the Blue Jays? He was drunk drunk. Oh, yeah. He was hardcore <laughs> drunk. Like, he would leave pitchers in too long because he didn't want to walk to the mound like hungover type thing. Wow, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Now he's... He, got, he, got a, he got a second job with them, too. So, hey. They like him here. 
Yeah, that's what, dude, that's what the Jays do. They hired Cito Gaston three times and exactly. Gibbons twice. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They hired hey. a guy like two man. John Farrell is in there. But you know what? There, yeah. to, to the earlier point, though, it's a different world there. Like, look at O'Neill. Look at all these young players. Like, they're coming up and having success now. It's a different yeah, world yeah, we're living yeah. in, right, Matt? Like, these guys come up and they're making instant impacts. You can't take them back down. They're on fire as kids. I think what we're going to see with these uber prospects, not just every prospect, but these uber prospects, when they start coming up and like Ronald Acuna, they're going to get a, a contract much sooner than in prior years because teams need to lock these guys up long term. Otherwise, in, in five years, you're going to lose them to the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Yankees. I mean, look at the Mets, the cheapest team on the planet. They go out and sign Joey Bats because he costs nothing. The Mets will take any bargain they can get. They don't care. That's a really good point. I was going to talk to you, too, also just with Justin Verlander and the hot tub time machine. Like, when we saw him at the end of his tenure in Detroit there, I'm like, wow, this guy's close to, is this the end for him? And now you look at him in Houston, and it's like this guy's got a whole new lease on life. They're going to set records, Matt. This is unbelievable stuff when you're thinking about it. I was, like, thinking, this guy might be done, and now the dominance might set MLB records. This is crazy stuff going on, not just with him, but that whole damn rotation. It's lights out. It is, and uh, Brent Strom deserves a ton of credit, the pitching coach of the Astros. And like I said, at the All-Star break last year, Justin Verlander had like a four and a half walks per nine. He, he did get better in August, and once he got to the Astros, it really took off. One of the reasons I was super high on Garrett Cole this year was the motto of spin to win. And what they do is, they, for most of the pitchers, they throw less fastballs, more curves, more off speed. And it's, what they got working in Houston right now is just phenomenal. It's a joy to watch any one of those five starters pitch. You really, it, it, you, you're really watching something that's a perfect storm. And, you know, whether it's Verlander, I think Garrett Cole is making the ascension to where we thought he could be a couple of years ago, coming up in 2015. I think you're really going to see him become one of the elite pitchers going forward. Out of these young players, the Braves guys are unbelievable. And uh, I can't even keep up uh, here, Matt. There's just some new dude, new dude every day. <laughs> Um, that, you know, some kid that pops up and is successful for them. But it's been, it's been a theme. But one thing we see, look at Hoskins. People were talking about Hoskins hitting 50 mm-hmm. home runs and stuff and a li- little bit of regression and reality starting to kick in, right? We see these kids, they come up, they can do well early. But once, you know, yeah. they go through the rotation a couple of times and pitchers start to figure them out, what's your take on Hoskins' direction right now? Still hitting the ball hard. You know, there's still a hard contact rate, a lot of doubles and stuff, but... I think people need to slow down on him being a 50-home run hitter, don't we? Yeah, no, I think, look, I think when the season's over, he's going to hit his 30 home runs and stuff like that. My only concern with him going into the year was the batting average. Baseball's beautiful, long season, frauds get exposed. He's not a fraud. He'll be fine. Thanks, Matt. Have a good one, Matt. Thank you. Take care, guys. Matt Modica with us. Cam, you want to call him up, you say? Call him up. It's time. Amigo. Amigo. Yes, amigo. 
Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true fan. What if I were to tell you that there was a professional football league where you, the fan, got to draft the team and call the plays? Is that something you might be interested in? The Fan Control Football League is bringing managerial control to the fans. Visit FCFL.io to learn more. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive your free DVD videos and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon, including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with models starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-625-4922 for your free DVD videos and brochure that's 800-625-4922 thermospots hot tubs designed to improve your life call 800-625-4922 today to take advantage of zero percent apr financing hi this is lar michaels of creatorsports.com and host of the tout wars hour on the fantasy sports network join justin mason and me at our new time sundays at 11 a.m pacific 2 p.m eastern as we break down the fantasy games you love with the biggest names in the industry plus starting with the 2018 baseball season we'll review the tout wars fab bits live on the show hours before your league's waiver deadline so join justin lord zola and special guests every sunday at 11 a.m pacific 2 p.m eastern for the most in your fantasy sports world with the cup make that style oh yeah here that pool party apparently was legendary in dallas eh the cup got thrown around dented (laughs) defecated (laughs) in drank it out of just like the pied piper like rats running through the streets dance like marionettes to the symphony of destruction. <laughs> Metal's not your forte. No, no. I could sing though. You could do. You're more of a lover boy guy. Hey, yeah, I got. You some. need the more menacing. Like you, yeah. you, you, you made it like cheery. Yeah. Of destruction. <laughs> of destruction. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, yeah, like I'm doing not, like this. Not a party. No, it's not a party. It's, it's a symphony of destruction. It's like yeah. of destruction. I get it. You're right. I'm more of, of the, destruction. I'm more of the... Yeah, it's not of, hey, I'm destruction. I'm everyone. more of love ballads. <laughs> Man, this tongue's really, uh, it's it's inflamed and getting fat. I asked people on uh, Twitter, do you think the Blue Jays should call up Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah. to the bigs? 
They will lose a year of contract eligibility if they do. Um, they can call them up September 1st and not lose a yeah, year. That makes sense. I would wait until September 1st. Um, we've got 37 early votes right now. 62% say give them time. 38% say call them up. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see him early, but uh, we'll see. I, I I think he could still do damage, even coming up from Double A to the major leagues. He's a special type of player, Morenci. Blue Jays are going nowhere though. So to your point, I would l- really like to see this team if they could find find a way to sign him long term and uh, keep him there because uh, the Hounds will be circling for a talent like him in the near future. You know that. So the Washington Capitals. I'm so happy right going now. To the Stanley Cup. Thrilled. Taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. Stanley Cup starts on Monday night Perfect. in Las Vegas. See that first goal by Ovechkin, too? He's talking about, hey, we're going to break it down. First goal is important, oh. but boom. That slap shot, that when, shot yeah, when yeah. that shot went that in, was like, we're I looked yeah. at my girlfriend and go, the Capitals, it's on, baby. Because I said, I go, I go, in the Tampa Bay game, we bet on that game. I haven't been betting a lot because I got smoked the other week, but I put a little bit more on that game. I really feel good about Washington. I'll tell you another thing, too. Vegas. They, they've had this time off. I I really like Washington in the finals. I think a lot of people are going to take Vegas. First year, yeah, it's a nice story and all, but think about the guys in the team with the monkeys on their back. Ovechkin's with the Capitals. not going to be tonight. No, that's what, exactly. That's part of, not just Ovechkin. He's Holtby. the best player on the Holt, ice. Holt and Pete, no, one, no one's talking about Holtby. Nobody's scoring on him, too. Fleury's been great. But look at Holtby the last couple games. This guy's been standing on his head, too. Like, Tampa Bay had a couple crazy chances. Holtby looks very calm now. Like, he looks like a very different goaltender. He's focused. thing with Washington, Washington's too, Washington tougher, man. thing with them is, too, I, know, I talked they about hit. it when they came back. When Look, they guaranteed it. They lost the first two games in overtime on their own ice to Columbus. Yep. Ovechkin said, everyone's like, oh, you guys are chokers, just like the Raptors, sort of. You guys are chokers. People are laughing at Ovechkin and the Capitals. Remember he guaranteed it? He said, we'll, we'll win both yep. games in Columbus, and we will win this series. Yep. And they did. Then they found themselves down to Pittsburgh. Right? Came back again. Came back and won three games in a row against the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, after. Oh, they're, they're done. They're facing elimination. They're, they're done. done. Look at what they do. They go into Tampa. They win the first two games. They go back home. Lose. lose. They lose the next three. I know. Then they win the next and two. Then you would say, oh, they're done now, man. Like, no. oh, they're, it's like. No. They have no resilience. They go back home. They play a perfect hockey game. And that continues. So, no matter what happens in Vegas, you can't count them out, which makes them a real dangerous team. Like, if they if they can win one game in Vegas, they can win the cup. And even if they lose both, they're not going to panic because they'll be like, well, we're going back home. We'll win those two. They have a confidence right now. And a lot of people are happy for Ovechkin, but I think a guy that we got to be happy for as well that's been through a lot of crap as a head coach um, is Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz. One of the nice guys in the business. Great point that you mentioned that. Barry Trotz, when he was with Nashville. Nashville, like for hey, seven, eight hey, years, he got him his, on the cusp that's all the, the time. That's the thing. And, 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 and that wasn't the coach's thing. Like Nashville and back now then. now Nashville, exactly. Nashville yeah. needed another player. And Barry Trotz is always a scapegoat. Wonder why? Because he's a nice guy. Like I tell with a lot of coaches, he's actually a really nice man. Like he'll give you the time of day. I'm so happy for him. Last night, you said it. I was as happy for him as like the players on the team. I think he, yeah, people think he's overrated. I think he's underrated. I think he did a really good job. That team didn't panic. You said it. Every single series could have lost to Columbus, Pittsburgh, and Tampa Bay. Came back and all. Vegas, it's a nice story, Marenzi, and we've been right. Like I, I've been brutal. Like I thought San Jose was gonna be beat them. Wrong. Jets, wrong. But, man, I'm sticking with Washington. They're a dog price. I think they're a tougher team. 
And uh, I, I, I'm not worried about Holtby in comparison to Flurry. I think also, I think Washington's so physical, they're going to, like, they're going to hurt Vegas. Like, Vegas is kind of physical, but not the same type of physicality as Washington. Washington beat up Tampa Bay. Like, you saw, you remember game six, Gabe? They were still hurting game seven from the punishment that they took. So I'm going to tell you, I'm all in with the Caps. I'm, all in. I'm looking at the uh, prices for game one right now. In I Las think Vegas. they're all, I think they're plus one. Um, no, I'm talking about ticket prices. Oh, ticket prices. You want to go to the game? How are we going to fly to Vegas? Are you going to Las Vegas on a trip, or where are you going? Yeah, it's on me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you came into some money? How much are tickets? Oh, my. Oh, God. Mm. That's for a regular seat? What's that for? That's the sit. Oh, okay. And the VIP. Oh, my God. VIP area. They have, like, a little VIP lounge. That's pretty cool, actually. They have a VIP lounge, nice seats. They bring you drinks and all this. So you're telling me at the start of the year you Two could... tickets would be $14,000. Yeah. At the start of the year, you could have got, the uh, like, tickets with a Carrot Top show for, like, what? Like... Yeah. Like... A lot, of, a lot of things going on here. Well, you know what? You know what happened? It was a big mistake for me to uh, show you the price of the tickets. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. yeah, the tickets were seven thousand dollars. Seven thousand dollars. Me and Cam sort of like we're like, holy shit! It's seven thousand dollars a ticket to get in. And uh, subsequently, I then um, kicked the uh, the plugs. Plugs. I've done that once before. Plugs. I've done it once before. That's true. Only once, though. That's good. There's a lot of cables. Oh, you're like telling that. me it's like uh, venomous snakes just, like, like, sitting there ready to bite. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. Uh, yeah. That's the thing. I like th- I said, so basically that's just what happened. If you want to know what happened, you wonder what the hell. It's the truth. It's not the computer. It's not the Internet. It was me. I uh, violently uh, kicked a bunch of cables and uh, unplugged everything. <laughs> But we're back. Well, not violently kicked, but I sort of uh, tripped yeah, over. Yeah, it, yeah you tripped. You tripped. Not tripped, but I showed. I twisted the computer, yeah. which uh, which was a bad thing to do. And so now I should just yeah, start. But, so now I'm just going to well, start yeah, walking. No, no, exactly. See, you got to straddle it. You got to straddle. Well, that was the thing. Like straddle I know, the snake. I, exactly. Like I know where like the softbots are. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I got to remember. Like, See, don't leave well, there. Well, there's the snake. But it screwed me up because I twisted the computer all exactly. around the show cam, and I was freaked out by the seven thousand yeah, dollars. Fourteen. For two. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars plus service fees. What a nightmare! And uh, I was like, "Holy crap!" And then I was like, "Whoa!" And I tripped. And uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I gotta like going. Vegas. I, I love Vegas's pregame though, with the night and he shoot down back. everything. And then you got uh, Buddy was there too, Mister Vegas there. Wee, 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 wee. You know what I'm talking about? The, their pregame ceremony is absolutely fantastic. I was really hoping I was gonna get all the pages that I just lost to come back. I'm going up. Yeah, yeah, good, they, good. Yeah, Chrome did the shutdown. They're, back, down they're back. Please restore. Yes, restore. Wayne Newton. 
Wayne Newton was the he he was uh, really ripping it up uh, there the last. Yeah, game. so that's the most expensive thousand ticket. That's the most ex- uh, expensive ticket. Seven thousand dollars. That's nuts. The cheapest ticket is now nine hundred and ninety-five. Nosebleeds for nine ninety-five. Actually, you know what? Though no, when you when you watch their games, that's where you want to be. That's where all that crazy stuff is. Like they have the girls oh, yeah, and the band. Yeah, and they got the guy who's you're like, right there. Max Hedrum. Even these ones that are going for seven thousand dollars, I bet you. When they were trying to sell this stuff, and they were before the team started playing, probably get these for about two hundred a night. Oh, easy! I was going to say, hey, this is your choice. I was, Do you want to see this show? Blessing. I was talking yeah. with Blessing the other day, and he was saying his buddy, not Rochi, but uh, Rochi, not Rochi, but one of Blessing's buddies, <laughs> uh, bought two sets of season tickets or four season tickets. He bought, and essentially like uh, six hundred ninety-nine dollars per ticket for the year. Now, to put in context, he sold two tickets for the Blackhawks game a couple of months ago for twelve hundred, and he renewed and he, he ordered more season tickets. Smart, eh? he's, he's like a guy even, with real estate. Yeah, he just keeps on a, buying. Yeah, he's not even a scalper. It's not his deal. Yeah. But just with Vegas, he never expected it was going to become this hot. He did it to support the team. <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, I'll get four t- four tickets to support NHL coming to Vegas. Now you're rich. Now it's a gold mine. He's getting $1,000 a ticket, and he's going to get, you know, season tickets. So, you know, he'll go to one game and then sell all the other tickets and stuff because it's so much money. And the thing is now, you put the stuff on StopHub, you know who's buying these tickets now and why the market is so crazy? The casinos. Yes, yes. The casinos. For the big high rollers, you get a special ticket. It's the first ever professional sports championship in Vegas history, bro. In their first year. In their first year. So every, year. every high roller is going to say to Bellagio yeah. and the Palazzo and Caesars Palace, because MGM owns a part of this, right? MGM's yep. part of this T-Mobile. And yep. They're basically, casinos can't own teams, but it's an MGM operation they're running here. So every high roller, every MGM casino is going to want tickets for this. They don't have that many tickets. No, they right? don't. Like, That's they, the you know thing. I mean? like, These things are worth their weight in gold like, right now. I think MGM bought, like, 3,000 season tickets or something. But they're going to need more. It's almost like a fight, right? It's too bad it's on a Monday and a Wednesday instead. Like, ironically, instead of the weekend? falls the weekend in Washington. I know, I know. Eh, but they got to start playing the game, so. It would have been, even on, uh, it would have been cool if they could have done it Sunday. I so, Sunday yeah, you put cool. the tickets on StubHub, but the Vegas casino guys will only buy the nice ones, the good seats. Yeah, they're not, they don't want to be in the nosebleeds. Yeah. That's where we want to be, with the party. Yeah, like. Up there with the, the computer guy and the chicks. Yeah, yeah, like Derek Stevens from the D's always sitting oh, right yeah. side of course and he stuff, is. Right? He's always like, there. That guy's slacks are worth more than my house. Yeah, there's a bunch of rich dudes. I saw like, him at the old Cortez. The guy walked in there, like, ooh. I go, yeah, we, we know. Let's there. compare the prices to Washington. How much do you think the most expensive seat in Washington is? Because me, I think they're going to top out in Washington at about a thousand. I was going to say fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred, two grand tops for like behind the glass. All right, Saturday night that actually helps. So Saturday night in yeah. Washington D.C. Wow, the cheapest tickets eight hundred bucks. Cheapest ticket? Yeah. Oh, geez, that's nuts. So they're 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 expensive there too now. This is a hot. These are hot tickets, man. I'm surprised by this. I am too. I thought the cheapest would be about wow three three hundred. You can sit right behind the net for one thousand eight hundred and fifty eight dollars in Washington, compared to seven thousand in Vegas. No, the seven thousand was the VIP uh, where you get still, drinks and everything. It's kind of now the most expensive. Ooh. 
$3,700 in Washington is popping up here. 37 to basically be like right, you know, like those jackasses yeah. are right behind the home team bench. Yeah, yeah. Oakley's buddies. He actually is his buddy. You know the guy who's like bronze? You know the, the tan And, of course, man? Taylor Stevens, which is okay when her breasts were distracting Yeah, people. that's what we want, yeah. More cleavage. So, yeah, you're saying you know, Oakley and his buddies yeah. are like they're the ones having the yeah. drinks. Like, yeah, I know right. the, like those guys you see at Leaf Games, the rich guy in the suit. But they're the, right behind yeah, the And bench. he's got an ultra-white beard with that dark, dark tan like he's been like uh, George Hamilton for Ritz crackers. That's the guy. That's his buddy. They go to the steakhouse for a nice uh, two thousand dollar lunch, <laughs> then, they, then, 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 they, then they want me to come on the show for fifty bucks, a hundred bucks. All right, listen, guys. Um, the baseball DFS, the DraftKings slate, starts at six ten. I know. I got an Indian in there. We got to so, get it. In you know early. what? When we come back, no joking, no stories, no blood, nothing but DFS out of the game quickly. If I don't unplug anything.